Welcome back to another episode of Two Dabs. I am your co-host, Michael Booth, and with me as always is my good friend, Michael Towie. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good, dude. Uh, I I uh, was just I was just watching the um, the Saturday Night Sorry. Live uh, monologue that Bill Burr did. Uh, I think it was last night. Was it last night? But, it wasn't uh, the uh, it wasn't the episode of the presidential debate. No, it was the new one. They had um, he was hosting, and then I think Jack White performed. Uh, but it's getting a lot of it's getting a lot of flack on Twitter. And Facebook, as always, with any... I feel of like course, nowadays that's just the... That's just what happens. Yeah. W- with any comedy that's considered controversial. I thought it was amazing. I thought, like, he did what a lot of comics are afraid to do right now. And kind of did what I think, you know, what comedy should be about. Is just, like, kind of speaking truth and, you know, having p- opinion that's not, like, the status quo. Uh so I really enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. And but yeah, it's getting he's getting torn up right now. They're trying to cancel him, I guess. I mean, what did he even say that was that controversial? Uh I mean, the he had a joke about like he he talked about the pandemic, he talked about Gay Pride Month, talked about um kind of like racial tension. He just kind of like addressed all of what you could say is like the current uh the topics and culture right now. But it was, I think his stance that he took on the COVID thing was pretty funny. Like, if you if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. I don't care. Like, if he, the one of the jokes he had is if you want to kill your family, it's fine. And <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh because it's so, it's like, he's like, if you're that stupid, like, then it's what, it's like, it's what happens. <laughs> and I just, oh man, I was laughing pretty hard. Just not at, like, and that's what I don't think people understand is that I'm not laughing at, he had made a joke about like, you know, if, if you don't want to wear a mask and kill your cousin with asthma. <laughs> uh, and like that was funny because it's, you know, there's some truth to that. But also, I don't think people are laughing at the f- actual fact of like a kid with asthma getting COVID. It's of more of the idea. And that's the that's what was frustrating in reading all these Twitter comments. Everybody has a voice, though. You know, it's like you can do anything and there's going to be some part of Twitter that's going to blow up about it because it's the people that the joke was made about like I, I saw a tweet where it was like literally I'm that cousin with asthma and I didn't find this funny it's like no oh my shit God. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is interesting I um you know it's like even even the SNL skit where like people were like you know like getting mad at Jim Carrey and saying that he was like age shaming you know, like making yeah, fun of the dude. elderly. You know, and that's just like he's dressed up as an old person. <laughs> like, what are we talking it's about? Like, literally, we make fun of Joe Biden for having dementia a little bit, like a little bit of dementia. You know, it's it is mm-hmm. it is interesting. I think that's what's tough about it, right? Is that like where that group I think really lanes in super hard, and where they they feel like their actions are justified is because at the end of the day, they like. You know, they, they're like trying, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're just trying to create a better place, right? You know, like that's yeah. the whole, that's the whole thing. I think the challenge is though, is that, you know, a lot of people like didn't come from a better place. Like they weren't raised in a nice place, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, 
uh, I'm not trying to diminish anybody like what they've gone through or saying that anybody's life is harder than the, the next. You know, I think we all go through our fair share of trauma and whatnot. But you know, like me personally, and I think part like why you and I have become so close and such good friends is, <clears throat> you know, I I grew up in a lot of trauma, and you know, like we dealt with it by creating humor around it. Like that was like yeah. the best way for my whole family to like make sense of other people's actions. Cause there really isn't a lot, you know, like if anybody out there has had an alcoholic parent or something like that, you know, or, or had abusive stepdads or shit like that. Like when you're a kid, when you're like a 10 year old kid, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, you're going to sit there yeah. and you're going to like do dumb shit, like blame yourself or whatever. And like your mom and your dad, like they're not professionals. They don't have like professional training, you know, they, they're doing yeah, the best dude. they fucking can. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, they're just doing it DIY style. Like it's, it's just totally, yeah. there's no manual. There's no like, uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> they wouldn't even read it if there was, I bet, you know, like yep. if they got a thick stack, it's like a, it's like a manual for like, using windows yeah but it's here's your kid <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's uh and then it's like and then everybody wants to get mad at these people for it's like they they've like they managed to come out okay and the worst mm-hmm. thing they don't hurt anybody right i don't think bill burr would ever go out and abuse anyone or would ever like put down a gay person you know i don't think like any of that stuff would ever happen and and it's like it's what I think is really interesting. I, I think this has happened for a long time, as as um, even before Instagram and and before Twitter and stuff like that. It's like you know people have always been able to do a really good job of like presenting the best form of themselves, you know, and yeah. then and then not being judged for their actions, but instead being judged for this persona that they put off. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like something I would say. It's like, like, yes, you're right. Like being a nicer person and like not putting anybody down creates this nicer framework. Right. But it's also like coming from someone who hasn't gone through this trauma. It's really easy for you to say these things. <laughs> like Maybe, maybe think about, how that person's actually like interacted with the world and the relationships they have and the people that they support, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And also it's I crazy. think, think about the intention too. That's like a, that's a huge, that's a huge thing that I think is overlooked whenever, whenever like a comedian gets attacked online is it's like, bro, their intention is not to, to hurt or to like be little. It's to make you laugh. Right. And the material may be, like maybe, you know, marginalizing a small group or whatever, but it's not for the intent of like to, you know, actually cause harm or anything. It's to just get a laughter because they're speaking to some truth that does exist. And uh, just like you said, like it's hard for, it's hard for like, I think it's hard for people sometimes to see outside of that. And it's so easy to like hear it out of context or hear like uh like right now telling you the joke that I just, you know, it's, it's, it comes across way better when you actually watch it. You know, I try to you know say like, Oh, here's what happened, but I'm not doing any justice by, you know, explaining right, it. Right. And so, 
that's the other thing too is it's and he's taught like bill burr's even talked about this a ton of times online with people where like, it's like if somebody goes and writes down like if you read the the transcript of that set if you just read it on paper yeah it, it's like it doesn't do it's it's a totally different thing right and right yeah i think it's the it's just i noticed like you know over the past like I'd say probably three or four years, like comedy, stand-up comedy is just being like attacked by this group on Twitter or Facebook or whatever the fuck that feels the need to speak up because their feelings were hurt. And I just don't, I know we should give it some, like, so that should have some weight, but also it's comedy and it's a joke and I just can't, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to like see past that. Like, it's yeah, just, also, like, it's, a, it's also hilarious too. Cause I just don't think it represents how like most people feel. I've, I would say this is the same thing for like a lot of the uh, stress that's in the air right now, whether it's coming from systemic racism or cancel culture or whatever. It's like, you know, I like, I, I, uh, my mom does uh, credit approval for a financial institution so she talks to like all different sorts of people from all different walks of lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, people are just trying to fucking survive right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, the average person isn't like worried about what fucking Bill Burr is doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? For real. Yeah. They're just, they're worried about like how they're going to make money for the next, like yeah. how, whenever the pandemic is over. Yeah. They're worried about making sure they can feed their kids making sure they can pick them up from baseball practice, you know, yeah. and that they just like, don't like, you know, fucking sure that, die. Also that they don't get, yeah, don't get coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's the die. main. You know. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like, you have these people who are just, it's like you said, it's, everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I think like, you know, we've been, we've evolved, we've evolved to listen to criticism you know like yeah it wasn't it wasn't very long ago that it's like if you didn't figure out how to coexist into your tribe you'd get fucking kicked out and then what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) like what you're gonna go be an outsider or you're gonna go to a different tribe and just get like no so it's like look like get accepted into the next tribe yeah like like for a thousand a bazillion (laughs) years thousands of years this is how it worked and then (laughs) And so it's like we've we've like literally Can you imagine just like showing up like yo this other tribe kicked me out but like I'm down with the vibes can I can I join like your guys's they were racist dicks okay and they kicked me out for no reason so for no reason for no reason <laughs> that's <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious man it's like, like okay that's so true though you can join our tribe but you, you're gonna have to literally shovel shit for 10 years and <laughs> before you, you can do anything outside. else yeah <laughs> and we won't kill you right here you're now yeah you you're the shit shoveler yeah. and you have to sleep on the ground yeah, i swear to god i i swear to god like <laughs> People need to go like people need to go through like a turn of the century VR simulator. Everybody would shut the fuck up 
if everyone just had to live in like 1835 expansionist California for a week. Okay. For one week, just for go one into week. this VR. For one week. That would be intense, dude. It's the Oregon Trail. Okay. It's Oregon Trail. It's the new Oregon Trail game. Everybody would be way fucking nicer. That's what you have to. If your daughter just died of cholera on the road next to you. <laughs> I'm 100% positive of this. I think so too. <laughs> This is something you had to sleep in a carriage without yeah, snowing. Is, like one of my, my late grandpa Gary's like whole philosophy on life was just that like there needs to be something like catastrophic every like fifty years or else people just forget what it means to have to struggle. And he like he's like struggle builds character. A character builds foundation. <laughs> this is what he used to say to me. I'm like eight years old. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then he'd proceed to whoop like, my ass okay. mercilessly and pool. I'm like barely tall enough to like hold the fucking cue and see the balls. You need to struggle, Mikey. <laughs> he just breaks the rack. <laughs> yeah, just, just puts them all in. <laughs> Like I can't even hit the cue ball correctly. Struggle That's what character. struggle's for. <laughs> it's like Dan Pena. You want to know why you're all fucked up? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so I feel bad for Bill, but he'll be fine. I think cancel culture is going to Oh, he doesn't canceled. even care. No. Yeah, think, he's, he hasn't responded to any criticism. I don't think he gives a fuck at all. He knew it was going to happen. No, I, think, I mean, I think that's what I, you got to love about the internet's like the last great bastion of hope, you know, because it's like this one place, you know, it's like, dude, you better, you better come correct and be ready to get turned into a meme because it's going to happen, you know? <laughs> It's gonna happen. Like it's 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 2020. Okay, we're at the peak of we're at the peak of human civilizations at this point so far. All right, and we have one of the most controversial VP debates in history. And the fastest thing to come from the debate was a Twitter handle called "The Fly on Pence's Head." The fastest yep. thing to come from come from the debate. <laughs> Yeah, it's all that's all that was talked about on the internet. It was not there was like zero conversation about Policy. the content of the debate or like how <laughs> each person what? handled it. It was just like there was a fly on Mike Pence's head. <laughs> and everybody's just stoked on the fly. Like I saw so many memes. So many like Dude, that's like I saw it's like, gonna be uh, a thing. It's already on a shirt. Like mm-hmm. I saw I I'm saw. pretty sure like I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Halloween costumes where people are just like giant white furry balls and then there's a fly, like a giant fly stuck to the side of them. And then they're just, oh, Mike Pence's hair. Dude, like, if, they're I, just gonna if be. I fucking dyed my hair, I could fucking be Mike Pence for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to have insane looking eyes and just be stoic yeah, I need as you, fuck. I need you to like sock me in the eyeball so it's like like bleeding <laughs> fucked up like I just burst a blood vessel in your eye and you're like okay I look like Pence now yeah like 
I'll dye my hair, and then that same night, I'll just like, like squeeze, like like I'm squeezing a poop so hard, but just like it never comes out. That I just pop a blood vessel and just, just <laughs> like got a bloody eye. I start eye. bulging out of your skull like that, like that lady on YouTube. Just <laughs> you look like you look like you're out. You look like your spacesuit just broke in Total Recall. You're like, <laughs> oh dear, that's such a good movie. Such a good one. Oh, man. The old one, though. I haven't seen the new one, but the old one with Arnold is just amazing. They made a new one? Yeah, there's a new one with Colin Farrell. and. Oh, it's probably It trash. came out years ago. Uh, I trash. didn't watch it. I just I couldn't even handle it. I was like, this is not. Oh, it's probably not good at all. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it, though, so who knows? <laughs> Dude, so I noticed, you know, just for everybody out there, Although we called this two dabs, Michael's not smoking. Um, so, I have, but what he is I have doing. A, I have some White Claws on board today. A uh, couple Tollies, what flavor? A couple of Tollies. Uh, I went with Black Cherry, and then I also got a Mango. Um, I felt like, you know, spicing it up. That's the only two Tollies that they had of White Claw at the store. No watermelon like, Tollies I wish they yet? had... No, well, dude, I don't know. The watermelon flavor to me is kind of like mids. I don't think it's that good. Really? Yeah, it's like a weird, it's like a tangy. I don't, watermelon's not tangy, dude. Like, unless you bite into the, it's like they took the flavor of the rind, and they're like, here's what watermelon white claw should be. Gross. They just took the rind, and they're like, that white part, that's what they fucking made it taste like to me. It's just to me, though. I don't know. I might have a fucked yeah, it's up palate. Not, I mean, that's kind of the problem with, with watermelon is I think it's like anytime I've had like watermelon liquor beverages, they don't taste very good. I don't know. Well, even like, even like watermelon candies, I feel like anything that's like an artificial watermelon flavor, I don't feel like it's close to the same goes for banana. Actually, like I really like the artificial banana flavor, but... I still enjoy bananas, but they're not the same thing. Like, it's not even close. You know like why a that banana is? popsicle. No. I swear I've told you about this before. Uh, the banana flake of, like, the 30s. What? Dude, so, so the, hold on. Let me, let me finish this cooling this, uh, heating this Here, down. Here, you're just torching up a, yeah. torching up a good one over there. Uh, I am, I am smoking, just so everyone knows. I'm not a pussy. <laughs> Actually, I kind of am. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'll, we'll have to do. We'll have to do an episode when I. We're smoke going again. to, dude. When you, you a birthday, a birthday. Two dabs. Michael Edition. returns to THC episode, dude. The fucking return. My return. <laughs> the, the prodigal son returns back to the harem. <laughs> THC <laughs> What are you smoking on today? Dude, some sour Some sour TNG live raws Ooh, look from, at that From the boys at Mad River Okay, nice I'm, I'm such a fan of the of the TNG terpene Same, dude It's, it's a like good everywhere one too. It's like if you've smoked anything that's like clementine Or a citrazine Or a fucking orange anything it's, it's Yeah it's tangy. And you can also fruit. tell when it's... Forbidden fruit? Tangy. Yeah, forbidden fruit here is... Here we go, here we go. I haven't seen it in such a long time. Oh, look at that. Oh, I will be commentary. Oh, just capped it. 
Look at that flow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. I will I will chug a white claw on your behalf, sir. God damn. <coughs> oh. Oh. Dude, we haven't even talked about it yet. Uh, how much better do I sound? Oh, yeah. Listeners. <coughs> Mikey got a microphone. You guys, I got a real uh, mic. Yeah, he heard himself on the first episode and uh, quickly made some adjustments. Yeah, he's got a mic, he's got a boom, he's got a shock mount, he's got an interface. He's a full podcaster now. He's 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 accepted it. Yeah, I just called Joe Rogan and I said, "Give me the podcast special." <laughs> he's like, "I probably have something in my in my weight room that you could use." He's like, "I don't have anything for that, but I got some fucking uh, shroom tech you can put up your asshole." <laughs> some alpha brain. Some that you fucking could take. alpha brain that you could snort off of my dick. Let me ask young Jamie. He probably has a fucking yeah. extra mic. Fucking young Jamie. Young Jamie's he's not even savage that young though. though, right? I don't think so. But he's also a really great producer. Like, uh, if you think about all of the, like when they have when he has like multiple people on and all the different camera angles, like it's all Young Jamie pulling that shit off, and it's pretty cool. Like, uh, respect to him. I, I think, think I think that it. he gets overlooked. I think you could do that. No way. I, I don't know enough about. If you've been doing it for as long as he has, you absolutely could. I mean, if you did, if probably you, if he's you also just if you did it, if you did that for eight years and you couldn't do that stuff, I'd tell you to stop. True. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bro, you, you need to hang it up. You need that's, to what tell, the mic. that's what I tell the street <laughs> when we talk about like raising kids someday. That's the shit I'm going to say. It's like my kid's going to be like, I want to try this. I'm going to be like, OK. You <laughs> <laughs> the fucking face you just made. I'm like, all right, you need to be fucking good at it. <laughs> you're just like, all right, all right. If you're mids, I Look, I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna find out what the KPIs of being good at this thing are, and you need to hit them. <laughs> And I'll monitor your progress. I'll we'll monitor set goals. your progress. Yeah. Nice. No, that's that's. I mean, that's good. That's good to have realistic expectations. Yeah, some people call that... it helicopter parenting. I'm going to call it oh, okay. predatory drone parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Apache parenting. Yeah. They won't even see me. You can't even see. You can't even hear me or see me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> oh man, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, I'm going to be a huge pushover, literally a massive pushover. But no, um, I um, I got to tell you about bananas. We can't forget. Yes, tell me about bananas because I'm I'm curious about this. So it's actually kind of crazy. So the the candy flavor of banana is what bananas used to taste like, and then there was uh, a type of mold that broke out across banana plantations throughout the world and basically mm-hmm. almost decimate like it like we like basically couldn't get bananas for a while and that was the og banana and then dole 
created a new banana, which is the current banana that was resistant to this mold. And Whoa, like a GMO quickly, yes, quickly populated all of Central and South America, the equatorial regions where bananas are grown. Um, with that new type of banana, which completely changed the flavor, but they never changed it in like candy and stuff like that, because that's where, and people generally think it's a better flavor, which is interesting. Yo, so bananas used to kind of taste like, so like, so like the banana runts, banana runts, that's what a banana used to taste like. And they used to be way smaller and bananas used to have fucking seeds in them. Dude, you're blowing my mind right now. So it's crazy, and that's why that's this like part of what launched Dole into being the company they are today was genetic manipulation. They saved, yeah, they were the first ones they, to make like saved GMOs. The bananas, dude. They saved bananas, basically, and that was the that's problem. Because so we, cause, I mean, this is just like humans have systematically done this, where we have like rushed evolution, right? Like we've genetic, yeah. we've like whether it's through manufacturing or science or you know some form of both we've like moved things along quite a bit quicker than they would they would naturally and so that's what happens right is cuz you would never like if you like the way fruits and vegetables developed naturally in the planet like they're territorial mm-hmm. like they are there's like growing regions that would be natural to them there's like natural vegetation right and like there's an ecosystem that was developed over time to support certain things that grow there, right? And, you know, there's also certain molds and there's certain pests, right, that mm-hmm. have, have also have natural <clears throat> predators and are kept at bay by certain growing conditions or environmental conditions or water conditions, right? And then yeah. you just take this thing that developed over centuries or maybe a hundred years or 200 years to sustain itself in this area. And then you just go try and copy and paste it anywhere where it seems like suitable climate, which you're just mm-hmm. looking at two or three variables like heat and humidity and sun amount, right? Hours of yeah. sun, you maybe four or five variables. And then, so it's, that's what happened is that banana was not developed. We figured out, like large-scale agriculture quicker than bananas could develop resistances to molds. And then the problem is, is we added to the issue, right? We added to the issue because we didn't, this was before we had like really great sterilization techniques in shipping Mm -hmm. and transport for food and processing, right? And so like, then we exasperated the issue because we were transporting this mold all over the, like, you and know, it was just grew, continued it, it to totally grow and just, develop. And, exactly. And so it's just like everybody was like bringing wow. all of these sick bananas to the same processing plants, which were then like getting back on the trucks, which were going back out to these banana farms, you know? And it just, just like. Yeah, that mold is already in the truck and <laughs> totally, then it comes back. Totally. And, and it's like if you like that, that's happened that like there's a, you know, there's a great book. um out there i suggest anyone to go read it's called animal animal vegetable miracle by barbara king solver um and it's a really really great book about her and her family and they basically just like uh made a commitment for a year to only eat like the foods that they could grow themselves and so it's 
it's really interesting insight to how like our food supply chain is built and how it changed over history um and what's been done to support it you know through lobbying and like how it's supported and um you know like kind of the death of the family farm you know and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's definitely definitely really really interesting but i'm almost positive that's where i I learned that banana tidbit was in that book yeah that's so interesting man and yeah whoa i had no idea that bananas bananas, bro yeah, Fucking that is bananas. bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny too because I like literally like just like trying to like keep that super coherent, and I'm like coming up on like a really nice big dab. It's like fuck, like <laughs> trying to pull. It's like fleeting. You're like no, no, yeah, come back. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder like how like just trying to ever teach anything. Blaze is impossible. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with Joe Biden. He's just on edibles, man. That thing Jim Carrey said in that skit where he's like, I have got the start of 46 ideas in my head. Like that, like, yeah. that like literally sounds like a that's bunch weed. of weed people. Yeah. Yeah. That's weed. That's 100%. literally weed right there. <laughs> they just have the idea and then it, it's just, it. Go, it there's no, like, there's no execution or yeah. like research. It's just, what if, what if this happened, dude? No, it's, you know, it's everybody in weed too. They're all just like really positive, you know. So it's everyone's just like hyper optimistic, and it comes. Yeah, out of like nowhere. you're, you're <laughs> when you're, yeah, when you're like at the sesh, and you say some, you think you're saying some like, like, like thought provoking shit, and everybody's like, yeah, whoa, dude. <laughs> like no one's, no one's being critical of you <laughs> in the circle. They're all like. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, dude, that'd be crazy. That'd be so insane, dude. Dude, <laughs> that's what I'm excited about. Like when I smoke weed again, is I'm gonna be just just pouring out like all the these just ridiculous thoughts. Like I know that I'm just gonna have like a like a whole like probably probably just four or five like just dumb thoughts throughout the night that we're gonna laugh at like I'm, I'm pretty stoked on that uh i've noticed like you know not not smoking i just it's the one thing I, that's the one thing i've noticed too like with not smoking is like uh i don't have those or i do yeah, how I many days are you on now sorry to interrupt you. uh no it's okay i think i'm on let's see so you got 41 plus, so I'm on day 52, 52. of no weed. Congrats. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, congrats. It's, that's the funny thing now too. When people offer me stuff, I just, I never get to say that. I haven't like, cause I'm smoking weed for like what, like seven or eight years now. I just, when everybody offers me something, I just go, yeah, I don't consume. Dude, you're such a fucking <laughs> troll. That's so insane. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I never get to say that. Like, oh, I don't smoke weed. So I just, I love the look on people's faces when they're like, wait, what? What? Like, I won't say his name because I don't want to put him on blast too hard. But I have a friend who loves to ask like complete strangers what their relationship with cannabis is. (laughs) 
it's like it's so weird it's like such an awkward way of being like do you smoke weed <laughs> yeah and he's what your, like, yeah what's your relationship status with cannabis yeah literally it's like is it complicated or are you in a relationship people have just been like (laughs) what (laughs) i know somebody the other day told me that they were a low tolerance consumer and that was that was like the first time i'd heard that uh phrase i was like oh low tolerance consumer they were they are a low tolerance consumer Dude, that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. That's interesting. Right? I've never heard it. I was like, oh, it makes sense, though. I, I mean, mean you're, it's a lot better way of saying, like, you're a lightweight or, like, anything like that, you know? It's, I, it's like, I, the proper way. That's how I should explain my alcohol, my relationship with alcohol. You're a low-tolerance I'm consumer? A low, I'm a low-tolerance consumer, for sure. Nice. Yeah, that's. But that's I, like you could never say that. Could you imagine being like a twenty-year-old male in college? And being like, thank and you, just but saying like, I'm a low tolerance consumer. I think people would just roll their eyes at you and just, or they would like pour a bottle on your face. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I don't think either of those things would happen. I think you just get verbally accosted. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what would actually happen. I was being ridiculous, but yeah. That's probably what would actually happen. Someone just someone just rolls their eyes and then just starts pouring the fuck alcohol. Did you say to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, they just pour the bottle on your face. They're like Did anyone ever do that to you in school? No. I said it i was just thinking of like the most extreme way to respond to somebody being like i'm a little tolerance consumer he just you're so fucking mad dude you just like blind me dude it's the worst thing to get bored you just pour like some person just shitty tequila into your eyes (laughs) you're like ah fuck (laughs) fucking asshole Holy shit. <sighs> Fuck that. They just, <laughs> they just shake up a beer bottle or a beer can and then just crack it and it just sprays all over you. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Oh my man, dude, I'd be so upset. Yeah, I've only poured liquor on people like that into have their consented mouth. to it. I've like poured yeah. Yeah, that's all I Or like their belly button, you know. Well, you gotta man. do body shots. Hey, no. Nah. Body luges, a booby luge, a booby luge or a booty luge. I mean, I think either. I don't want. I wouldn't want to do a booty. I've luge. never done a booty luge, but I've done, I've a, done booby. a booby luge. Yeah, for sure. That's fun. Those yeah, fun. yeah, that's good. They times. don't work very well. No, because you know you don't make a slide. You know, like it doesn't work. It kind of yeah. You gotta yeah. like, and no matter what, like it falls through. You know? Yeah, it falls through. Yeah, so they just get end up getting. You'd have to put like waste. the beer bong in between, and she'd have to, you know. Yeah, I'll like, do like a shot fold. of cleavage. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. But it's also not very fun. It's also not enjoyable. No, the shot glass is probably 
a better it's just to like say you did it you know it's like yeah you know you gotta do it like at least <laughs> once i think everybody should you know? yeah yeah and i mean yeah it's fun you're at a party and this girl's like i don't care and you're like, okay and you just <laughs> i'm just saying i don't know <laughs> Dude, we gotta cut that. Gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, this is way better than the first one. I think so. I think we're making progress. Definitely in the in the quality of uh, of audio. Uh, well, certainly that's and, that's and sound way better. Yeah, that's just sound way better. <laughs> Although I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I was in the. I was in the closet last time, which was way better. Hey, uh, I'm still spot. trying to figure you moved out the. Since we last, you moved. Yes, new apartment. You like your new place. You can see, uh, I do. Yeah. Um, there's a. Uh, there's not as much storage space, which is okay, because uh, I realize a lot of the shit that I moved with, kind of unpacking, and I feel like, I should have done a better job of kind of going through it, but. I mean, I'm you had to here, rush a little so. bit, didn't you? Yeah. So I'm kind of just doing that, you know, yep. taking stuff out of boxes. You're like, do I even need this? Like, it's just uh, that kind of thing lately. Yeah. So I'll probably probably be downsizing somewhat with the things that I have. Um, but overall, I think overall it was a good move and I'm all set up. I at least got the my room unpacked and like most of the kitchen. I'm still kind of working on like the other shit. But dude, I have to pee really, really bad. Can I go pee real quick? Yeah, go for it, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Surprised I haven't had to pee yet. My second second claw. Nineteen. I don't understand this. It says one pint. 3.2 fluid ounces and then it also says 19.2 fluid ounces so which is it I know that it's probably 19 but what is the 3.2 oh is it saying it's one pint and 3.2 that's probably what it's saying I'm not sure I was just describing and talking about how this says one pint 3.2 fluid ounces and then it also says 19.2 but what I was able to determine is that I think it's saying one pint and 3.2 so that it's it's not just saying that one pint is three because I know a pint is not 3.2 fluid ounces 3.2 ounces is not a lot of liquid it's much more than mm-hmm. that it's like a half a glass half a solo cup how many ounces is that this is 19.2 ounces. Yeah, so then it's 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 a pint and 3.2 ounces. That's what I was... Because a pint 16, yeah. There you go. Yes. Um, I thought a tolly was 22. Am I tripping on that? I think this is a skinny tolly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The other tall cans are a little bit fatter than this one. Like when you see like a four loco can, you know, or yeah, something, dude, you're like, good old four locos, it's a little man. bigger. I think not. I don't think I. Nah, that's true. Actually, I think I, I think I split one of the originals of Storm once back in the day. Oh, nice! Like the gold. 
Yeah, or so, yeah, I think so. It was like lime. It was like the green and black. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Disgusting, dude. I like. Yeah, horrible. It, I had to just like choke it down. But I'll tell you what, man. Those things are extremely effective. Yeah, they get the job done. But it's basically like being on like, it's basically like drinking like four vodka Red Bulls. Oh, you're talking the OGs with the caffeine in them. That's what I'm saying. That's the OG. Yeah. Only oh, like yeah. Those were. Yeah, you drank one of those and you're like. Just so everyone knows that the original Four Locas, some of you probably remember that they had to go through a, a recipe change because they were killing people at parties. The parties that they killed people at was, was in a town about 20 minutes outside of where Michael and I went to school together. And uh, in a town called Roslyn. Oh, yeah, Roslyn. Yeah. You remember that? Remember the Four Loco mm-hmm. Roslyn incident? Yeah, it was like right when I, I think it was like the year I moved there. I want to look or maybe freshman year. It was like, it was a big deal. Four Loco kills Blackout in a can. <laughs> That's the title of this article. <laughs> on CNN. Nine, here we go. Nine Central Washington University students hospitalized this month after an off-campus party was sickened by Four loco, a caffeinated malt liquor, also known as blackout in a can, <laughs> according to a police Jesus. investigation. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't it like four <laughs> shots of alcohol, four shots of caffeine? That's why it was four loco. I don't know. Who knows? I'm pretty sure that was the. I'm pretty sure that was the the dosage oh before the recipe change. That's so funny. They're horrible though. They taste horrible. I don't know who's in charge of like the flavoring or testing or whatever. There's just the fuck, no way they, you could have gotten them to taste good. I mean, that's true. I guess I mean, yeah. like malt liquor is just not like. It's got a pretty powerful, like, f- pungent flavor. And so they would just fill those things up with fucking just, like, sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Those things are so gross. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, man. Uh, we haven't had one for... It's probably it's been probably about two or three years since my last four loco. I think I alcohol is just fucking rough in general, though. You know. Yeah. That's why I like smoking weed. Yeah, weed doesn't give you that. I mean, it, it depends how much you smoke or or like if how you're eating you edibles eat? or not. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say how much you eat as a result of the weed, but normally if you just smoke and have a good time, you're not getting that. Um, yeah, you're not getting that like next day groggy. Hangover. Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta aching. smoke a few. T- I think you gotta smoke a few times. I think that's a big thing. You know, we've talked about that a couple of times, but I think that's a big thing that goes. You know, people don't really understand. It's just like you can't like. You gotta, you gotta probably smoke like, like twenty or thirty times before you're ready to just like do it casually, you know, and like know what you're getting mm-hmm. into. Yeah, for sure. Like, I I remember the, yeah, 
I think I smoked probably like 10 or 12 times before I went in public high. And even then, I was not prepared for her, what that is like. No, no, that takes practice too. Driving high. I smoked so I'm, I smoked a bunch of times before I ever drove. Stunned. And the first time I did yeah. it was only because I got like one of my friends so high that he couldn't drive us home, and we were like three blocks away from his house. And he had his, brought, you his get parents back. had given him his mom's like old Volvo, which was still a pretty nice. It was like a three or four year old Volvo S60, you know, like nice car, okay. nice car. And then I had to drive, I had to drive it back to their, their house. And I was also f- fucking torched. Rip. Dude, it was such a rip. Like, I just remember, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I just remember like that sinking feeling, you know, where it's like you know, just that wave that comes over you and like it's like not funny anymore, you know, and you realize that someone's like being serious because <laughs> he was like, yeah, he's like, dude, you're going to have to drive. And I just started laughing. <laughs> he's like, no, dude, Bro, he's like, no, like, you're going to, you're going to have to drive. We can't leave dude. the car like, here. We can't walk back. So, yeah. So he basically like tells me, dude, you have to you have to drive this car back and it's like a really nice car. We're in a really nice neighborhood. We, he lived on this Island basically. And Mm -hmm. so we were like in this weird, like parking cul-de-sac. We're like looking out over the water, you know, chilling. And then this fucking guy needs me to drive home, but I made it. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And I remember like, I remember like trying to park it because he had to parallel park his car. And I had to parallel park first time driving. And I this is like, I had like just started smoking out of a bong, bro. This is like maybe the... Oh, the, shit. Yeah, this is probably like the 23rd time I've hit a bong. And I'm hitting it with one of my closest friends, too, for his like first time. So we're both just like gorded, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got to parallel just park this dude's fucking... bong, bro. It's 16 years old. Dude, fuck. <laughs> I, dude, it was probably like... A, I need to look it up for what it's called when you would you have to like jockey 15 times like I was like so careful you know I think sometimes mm-hmm. I would just switch it into gear and then just like and then switch it back into the other gear you know and then go a little bit farther I was just it was just so bad dude. you were just yeah you're just like I was so like nervous. you were like uh an Austin Powers when he's trying to turn the car around that tall that tiny hallway and he's just like skirt yeah skirt yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But we oh got it. Oh my god. We got it. And then, That's. Uh, I mean, his parents had ordered us uh, Domino's, so that we. Yo, dude, that's like the reward. It was a hundred percent. You probably, you probably felt so satisfied. Like I just parked that fucking didn't, car. Didn't wreck his mom's Volvo. Yeah. Got some fucking. Got secured zop. the fucking bag, dude. <laughs> 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 secured that bag of breadsticks. Yeah, secured that fucking bag of marinara. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Oh man, dude. So, um, you know, normally we would do 
product review, but just so you know, people who might be listening to this who are thinking about changing that up a little bit. The function of yeah, that. Yeah, the, 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 the format of the podcast, we're still developing. This is a, you know, the second episode here. Bear with a us. A lot of what we've talked about uh, up until this point has just been... I mean, I feel like the... Uh, like everybody's going to take away from this, I think, is that they, they're going to learn a lot about bananas on this episode. Um, I think that... And... <laughs> and doing and doing uh doing booby luges i think that we're gotta do one that's, of those. That's, the <laughs> that's the um that's the main takeaway i think <laughs> god there's one thing i wanted to bring up though because i think it's it's been absolutely top of mind for me recently and it's not like a brand but i want to talk about it's kind of a product review in the sense that it's like a product type Okay. I want to talk to you about fucking color remediation, chromatography, and that, and how that is affecting the extracts world. Because so when you talk when you talk about extracts, you're talking about you're talking about cartridges, right? We're talking about just straight up like concentrates. Um. Well, most of the CRC isn't actually being done in the cart cart world. Some of it is, but. No, most of the CRC is being done in like, uh, uh, it is extracts. You're absolutely right. Sorry, but it's in like your live resins and your okay. sugars and your waxes and shit like that. Um, but it's interesting. It's essentially like, you know, they're adding another, it's actually an entirely other col- column that goes in tandem with the whole machine itself. Okay. And they okay. put in like a filtering media inside of it. Right. So, you know, it can be like activated charcoal or silica um, or certain certain types of like combinations of that and like membranes and stuff like that. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, what ends up happening is it's you're, what they're trying to do is they're they are suspending the compounds and molecules that are responsible for coloration of the material. OK, got you. So what this means for the consumer is like, you know, dabbing in extracts is like a pretty new thing, um, you know, for some of you long time smokers, you probably met like Shatter came out quite some time ago and that was kind of the f- first wave of it. And then obviously as recreational markets developed, specifically California's market, you know, you've seen a whole breadth of products start to come out, everything from mm-hmm. all different forms of waxes and sugars and batters all the way up through live resins and trim live resins and whole plant fresh frozen and diamonds right that became a wave Mm -hmm. you know you've just seen these waves and then then that solvent list is really really popular right with uh, flower rosin there's even yeah as i say there's even different textures of rosin now too. all different types yeah. of hash as well the old style of hash has become really popular again same with more newer styles and the combinations of the two right like you're seeing this whole product really the whole product category of extracts has grown immensely it's continuing to it still represents a pretty small piece of like the consumer side mm-hmm. but i think it's the data isn't captured well because it is also one of the most expensive product types and so you know i think there's still a lot of people who buy it and make it in the black market. And because it's so expensive, 
you don't want to pay 35% taxes on something that's already really expensive. You know, a lot of yeah, that consumer market is not going to go into the store to go buy it. And then very frankly, a lot of stores don't know how to take care of the product properly. They don't know how to store it properly long term. That is true too. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, I've gotten some, I've gotten some material that you could tell was just kind of oh, kept dude. out in the back on a shelf and it wasn't put into like a, a fridge or, yeah. or stored like, you or know, it's like, kind of just stored out in the open. They like just desperately want to have live rosin on their shelf. So they're just buying like four month old shit. That's like all, everything's evaporated. All the terpenes have evaporated. So it's just like wax and lipid rosin, you mm-hmm. know, that's just like crumble basically at this point. But that's not what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about CRC. Um, and just the fact that like, I think there's a problem. I think it's a phase, you know? So I think there okay. was a similar phase with this when like distillate first became really popular. Um, and like when wax became really popular, right? Like this, like CRC is a way of dealing with color and color has always been a traditional way of telling quality in extracts. Okay for ever since the beginning right like clarity of shatter and transparency and there's some certain interesting ways that you can manipulate that with like when you're if you're going to be growing for the purpose of extract like you know you can do interesting things with harvest timing and stuff but even then it's like you got to really know what you're doing in the extraction process and manipulation of your materials and machines in order to like really get that clean product and and that's like the really 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 good fire extracts when they're able to get that sort of like tan cream white color Mm -hmm. that was only like a handful of people were able to do that right and so now what you're seeing is people buying really really low grade material right and then they're running it through these remediation columns suspending this color out which in the process they also suspend out cannabinoids right and that's my Mm -hmm. big problem with this is that you're taking they're taking a mid-grade product ruining it just to make it a cleaner look and then selling it to make it seem like it's a higher quality 100 percent, like more more potent more concentrated thing than and they've just the market's flooded with this stuff right now mm-hmm. the market is yeah, absolutely I, flooded with crc everything looks like right white now. and clear everything looks yeah. like white and clear and then everyone's like ruining the full spectrum component of these extracts and so now like it's creating the dichotomy and then the other thing too, it's like we did a product review on Rock Garden, and like I, I will probably say this a thousand times on this podcast, but like people just don't, they don't do a good job of securing their supply chain for their raw materials. And it's also, it's not a lot of times it's not their fault. Like we've had one of the craziest droughts in cannabis, yeah. but like, look, like everybody is like the, the market's just, the extract market has turned into fucking carts. CRC and then a hundred and fifty dollar live rosin. And then like then <laughs> yeah. you've got like Raw Garden in there who's just can, who has a massive percentage of the extracts marketplace because what do they do? Grow their extract material year round. You know? Mm-hmm. So 
It's it's interesting. I like um, I'm just bummed because I got I I won't say their name on the podcast. Um, not like it matters. No one listens to us. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I won't put them quite on blast. Um, but you know, there's just there's a bunch of groups out there that are making trim fucking boof CRC mids sugar and they're charging 50 or 60 dollars a fucking gram for it okay out the door marking it up that, Mark, yeah, putting it in a fancy box with black and gold you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 mids it's like does not taste good it's like i'm I like might as well be hitting a cart or just like dabbing distillate you know yeah i was gonna say too it with crc it seems like they you know not only are they losing the cannabinoid but it loses that that it loses some of the terpene profile as well. A lot. It loses a lot, depending on what filter type they're using, how many passes they have to do on it to get the color out, right? And yeah. it can lose a lot, and it's different from time to time, right? It's different from, from run to run. Um, and so I think I think it really is like, you know, I think it's really effective. That's one of the most... Yeah, that's one of the most enjoyable parts of dabbing is that extra added terpene flavor that you don't get a lot of the times from some cannabis because of, you know, the the curing process or how exactly. old it is or yeah. how it's being stored. They evaporate it, it off yeah. by the time it's gotten to you, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the compliance chain is so slow. It takes so long to get weed out, you know, and then a lot of people don't have yeah. good drying processes in general. Um, but anyway, you know, it's like, yeah, so, so that's the best part about extracts is you're able to preserve so much more of that total spectrum, you know, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. full spectrum because you're, it's based off of like the pre-material you put in there. Right. But don't, yeah. but don't go fuck, like, you know, there's no, like if it smells really, really good, even if it's like kind of dark, people will still buy it because good consumers know that like coloration is not everything, you know, like. There yeah. can be older material that cures out. I mean, look at like, look at how people, you know, like Frenchie cannoli make hash. You know, that stuff is, it's like classic dark brown, you know, and that's because he's using cured aged trichomes, which totally change color over time. But if that's done yeah. properly, there's still a way to preserve a major amount of gland and terpene in that and create a really flavorful you know, taste experience. And so anyway, it's like, yeah. So I don't know. I just don't be fooled. Don't be fooled out there. Yeah. I think it's, it's really easy to be fooled too, because the culture is kind of embracing it, you know, like the, not everybody knows. And so it's like, uh, you know, they can even win over some of the people that work at these dispensaries and they'll, you know, they're not, they're not going to describe it the way you've described it. You know, they're more of trying to sell it to you. So there's just, all these variables that go into, um, you know, creating it as and elevating it as something that is, you know, better than like a, a regular like live resin or regular wax or sugar that has a more golden amber kind of darker color to it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a few people who are doing a pretty decent job at it, but you know, it's just like one of those things that, um, you know, what I'll say to it, like anybody out there is just check the manufacturing date um and like look you're looking for sauces and actual live resins you know the sugars and the batters and all that stuff it's just like you know it's lower grade product lower grade material for sure 
But um, you know who I have been dabbing on, which I've been happy to see make a comeback after they got robbed is Apex. Those guys have, those guys got, I've heard a lot of different numbers, but in the multiple millions of dollars. The, I They were kind of one of the, the first brands I tried outside of, because I was pretty committed to, you know, the few that we had found before, like Raw and, uh, there was another one, I think, too. Um, I'm blanking right now. But, yeah, Apex, they've been pretty... They've, they've like, branched out, too. They have, like, kind of a few different... Um, they have, like, the white label, the black label, and they have, like, another black label that's, like, a different variation or something. Yeah, there's a bunch of new extract brands I've seen out to, seen come out recently, too, and they're all, like... It's all like mids. It's insane. There's this. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy how many people are trying to take up the same product category as Raw Garden, but they can't create as good of a product. You know. Mhm. So, and then there's a lot of people who are already like, like Stizzy and Lols who are like both these like value products in their other categories, just both decided to try and make live rosin products. And they are just, I don't think they're doing well at all. Like I've seen the same ones on the same menu for, for literally months, literally wow. months. So it's just not moving. It's just not moving. So but I'm going to do some more research on that. Bring it on one of these next episodes. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. What are we done? We wrapped up. How are you feeling? I th- I th- yeah, I was going to say, uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, I feel like I learned quite a bit today. Um, not only about bananas, but just kind of, um, got a little more in-depth look at CRC. You know, my, I haven't, uh, didn't have, you know, uh, I had a kind of a, a basic understanding of it, but I feel like the listeners, uh, get a good grasp of it and hopefully you know they hopefully they you know take something away from this and and um when they're out in the stores they rec- hopefully recognize it and uh not be fooled not have one pulled over them yeah one of these episodes i'll have to do a deep dive on different extract types and why some are mids Breakdown. and why aren't we'll have to yeah we'll have to when I we'll have to do it when I'm smoking again, so we can have some different consistencies out. We can dab each one. We'll, we'll do like four dabs. <laughs> I can't wait. How should we? I, I don't think we still kind of figured out how to like end. Should we like have like a sign off? You think like a cool, a cool guy sign off phrase, or should we just nah, say goodbye? Just wrap it up. It's like, all right, man. Just wrap it was it dope. Up. Always good. Always a pleasure. It was. It was fun. I'm glad we got Always, to do this. Yeah, dude. And we'll you know, see you guys next time. I'm so happy uh, I committed and I have something that sounds reasonable. Yeah, you're a crispy boy now. Crispy. I don't sound like a degenerate mouth breather. <laughs>